0: Alex Pearson here. You're listening to On Point. Great to have you with us on what should be a very snowy morning, evening. Whatever you're waking up to, it's going to be white. And it's going to hurt the people I'm talking to next more than it will be me. But let's bring them in now. There are global talkers Bill Kelly, who you can catch on uh, AM 900 CHML. Andrew Lawton, who you can always catch over at AM 980 CFPL. Hey, guys.
1: Hey
0: there. You you know you'll get hit worse than Toronto, so I'm just putting it out there.
1: Well, which is why lot, I'm really God. glad that my leadership debate was <laughs> today, because tomorrow I'd be getting some calls from Doug Ford and Christine Elliott Maroon somewhere between Kingston and Toronto. Still, he'd so he'd still he'd sure still do it. it. He'd still do it. My, my my daughter went to to Western. You know that Andrew, and it snows
2: there ten months of the year. So I mean, God bless you. You know so.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, we got a couple of big things to unpack, and we will get to the uh, big story out of Washington, Bill, because I want your your views on the tariffs. I think they're going to be devastating if they come to uh, fruition, but I do want to start with the PC leadership debate that you hosted today, Andrew, on your show. Good debate. Uh, They seemed a little more tempered today than last night, but here's a quick clip from uh, who who I now call TGA, because I keep forgetting her name, but Tanya Granick allen if we need to, we will rethink the way we deliver education in rural areas when there where there is under enrollment. Maybe we have to get back to a different kind of model that will encompass different different grades closer together, and that's fine. At the end of the day, though, we have when we talk about education, it always must come down to parental choice. Music to my ears. But uh, what was your take, Andrew, on on this debate, and and what stood out for you?
1: Well, for starters, there was a lot of agreement between the candidates, which may not make for the most compelling radio, but I think it actually should be encouraging for PC members that the leaders are going to have a fairly easy go at uniting behind whichever emerges victorious. That clip from Tonya Granick allen was actually in response to a question about rural school closures, which is something that has yeah. had a, a pretty big impact around 600 the schools region.
0: in this province have been shut down under this government. 600. Yes,
1: and, and, and it's one of these things though where it, it almost defies the standard conservative expectation because they aren't cost effective to keep open. A lot of these are under capacity. You could save a lot of money by consolidating them, but no one in the rural areas who are obviously represented mostly by conservatives wants to deal with the loss of these schools in the community. And and Doug Ford actually deviated from PC policy a bit, which supports a moratorium on school closures, to say... That he actually thinks we do need to look at this. He said, yes, you need to respect that schools are important to a community. It's also about dollars and cents. Tanya Granick Allen, who lives in, in the rural Gray County area, had said, look, she doesn't support closing rural schools. She thinks it's it's important to invest in education. But she said there might be an avenue to explore a way that you change almost the business model of education so that you don't see these crunches. And to be honest, it was actually the first time I've ever heard such an innovative response yeah. from any debate let alone in this leadership race.
0: Yeah, look, it doesn't affect Toronto because we just don't hear about these closings. But if you're in Burlington, they've had some major closings. Outside of Toronto, there have been a lot of schools closed. It's not a big issue for whatever reason. It doesn't get big play. Um,
2: it's a big issue here, though, yeah, Alex. It's yeah. not just a rural issue. There's a huge uh, debate going on in Burlington right yeah. now about some of the closures. Are they closing down the, Lester B. Pearson? Yeah, yeah, Alex, you know the. You, yeah. You're familiar with the Hamilton area. There's a huge rural component to the to the Hamilton GTA area, or the, the Hamilton G, and 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 it's a concern here as well about what's going on. And there are, there's a call here for moratorium. So this, this it's, it's going to be an issue regardless sure. of where we are.
0: Yeah, I, I tend to agree, and I don't think people realize how many schools have closed. Um, your takeaway from the debates? I mean, I am I am convinced we now know like it's going to be one of the two being premier, either Doug Ford. Or Christine Elliott. Um, that's who we're looking at. I don't think Tanya should be ruled out, but she's not going to win. But I don't think. I mean, I think she could be a valuable voice, but I don't think she can winch because she can't get elected. But I think the I two, will
1: say yeah. her support will mean a lot in 100%. determining who becomes the winner. Yeah. I mean, that poll that came out this week had Doug Ford, Christine Elliott at thirty-eight or so percent. Tanya granite Allen, if she takes you know fifteen percent. She could theoretically push someone over the finish line. Yeah. Here's what I what I will say about the debate today. I think Caroline Mulrooney performed better in this debate than any of the other two. <laughs> which isn't really saying much because she wasn't yeah. there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was funny it, but i think that was a mistake because she had a really bad night last night bill and i do think she could have made up for that uh yeah, I today i was
2: surprised when i look at yeah. some of the results on social media that said oh she was much better than the tvo debate and i said what were you watching
0: <laughs> yeah
2: i, I mean I, I i was talking with our, our friend alan carter from global tv today and they said i said what'd you think alan he said well she wore a blue but she was beige and i mean <laughs> she was very open there was nothing to it uh, she looked. She looked concerned. She looked intimidated. I, I'm, I know she's a brilliant woman. She's got a great track record, but you know it, it was as if she said, "Oh my God, I got 90 seconds. of What am going to say? I got all these talking points."
0: Yeah, and that's a problem. It's, it's they've got her stuck on stock talking points. Yeah,
2: not ready for prime time. Well, I think I'm, I'm sure at some yeah. point she's going to have her brilliant political career, but not not yet.
0: No, and I think she needs to realize she can be herself, and the people managing yeah. her have to let her be herself. Yes. Yeah, that's the mistake because she is a very smart and accomplished woman, and I do think. And I
2: agree with some of the talking points. I mean, you know, Tanya Grant Allen. I mean, she came out punching and she hit everybody in the face at one time or another. (laughs) But but she's really she's stuck on two different issues. Obviously, it's the sex ed thing. And the fact that she she really got, she's got a hate on for Patrick Brown. And um, <laughs> I was watching that last night, and I'm thinking, why are you wasting oxygen on this? He's not a factor in this race. Yeah, thing. he's gone.
0: Well, you won, <laughs> you won. Get over it,
2: okay. <laughs> Move on. You know, what are will. you going to do? My 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 takeaway from the whole thing from last night's debate, and I I listened to a good part of what you guys did today, Andrew, and it was great. But you're right, they were a little more conciliatory than they were. But the whole thing was, when you look at what happened last night, is there was a whole lot of we hate Kathleen, we hate Patrick Brown. Okay, but what are you going to do? Well, we're going to reduce wait times. We're going to reduce taxes. Well, they got to build
1: platforms.
0: That takes a little yeah. bit of time. How yeah. are you going
2: to do this, guys? Because yeah. you, you've already thrown Patrick Brown's policy and his platform out the window. So what's your plot? I didn't hear much about that last night. Yeah.
0: Um, look, you I want
1: Yeah, go ahead. Last go point ahead. to you. Oh, go ahead,
0: Alex. I just okay, wanted to make sure we get thing. the Washington stuff in, so I'll give you a last yeah. point to you, and then we'll move to Washington.
1: Yeah, all I'll say is that uh, Tanya Granik Allen in the debate I did today really showed that she is not a one-trick pony, and I think that in a lot of cases, yeah, her natural inclination is to play to her strength. She didn't know as much about the local issues pertaining to uh, London at this particular mm-hmm. juncture, but she did answer questions. She answered them clearly. She had policy and other things, so she is someone who, if she wants it, can have a positive role in the peace Party.
0: I totally agree, and so she's re- and she's real, and people will identify with her. Yeah, so yeah they like that. Let's talk about what came out of uh, Washington today because while it's not totally decided, Trump announced that starting next week, tariffs will be slapped against steel and aluminum aluminum imports. This is our number one import, and Bill, I don't need to tell you what this could mean for Steeltown. This would be devastating for our country. It's
2: catastrophic, and for Hamilton, for for, for Sudbury, for so many other places yeah. that are still making the industries right now, uh, but what I find interesting about this is, is the total lack of understanding that Trump ha- seems to have about international trade tariffs. You know who pays the tariffs? Yep. The people that are bringing the product in. It's American companies that are going to be impacted by this.
0: Beer companies, car companies. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And and the first people to jump up and say, "Don't do this." With the United Auto Workers down in the states, the United Steelworkers down in Pittsburgh, Leo Gerard and others, are saying, "You're going to kill jobs on both sides of the border." What the hell do you think you're doing? He, he just doesn't get it. He, this this uh, making America great again, I'm going to build up this wall to try to protect American industries, he just doesn't get the impact that this is going to have. And you saw the response from the European Union and from China. There's going to be a trade war if they oh, do this. Yeah. And it's going to have an impact on the U.S. economy. It
0: will darn right have it, an. It's
2: going to be devastating to Canada. Make no mistake about it. I, I, I've already talked to folks here at uh, Stelco and at, at Arsenal Middle and Hamilton, and they're 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 freaking out about this right yeah. now. But there's going to be an impact in Pittsburgh and in Ohio and all these all those states that he he thought were so on side with him and voted for him the in Rust the Belt. election. He's, he's going to have a huge impact, negative impact, on the auto industry.
0: Absolutely. And while it'll play and sound good to the base, I, I, I tend to agree with you. But here's the problem, Andrew. We've got a government that doesn't seem to have any kind of plan. They put out a budget on platitudes and feel-good progressivism, but they did nothing to address what-ifs, like what if NAFTA falls apart, what if we get terror, nothing.
1: No. And, you know, they were taking too much of this focus on the budget and gender neutrality and whatnot, which unfortunately has also been the attitude they've brought to NAFTA negotiations. So we have an honest-to-goodness trade crisis or an impending trade crisis coming between Canada and the U.S., And our government is focused on, you know, fairy dust and unicorn farts. And (laughs) the problem with the the way that things are now in the U.S. is you've got states that are going rogue and, and doing these very protectionist by American policies. I'm actually sympathetic to Premier Kathleen Wynne saying that Ontario needs to respond in kind. I don't think it's the right way, but I understand why she's doing it. It's not up to the provinces to negotiate trade. We need to have Trudeau front and center. Centers, oh, God, don't say president.
0: that. No, no, no. no! He, well, he, he no, can't do this. In all honesty,
1: that's his role. <laughs> I Whether I think he can do it or not, that's his role right now. And while that may not give us a vote of confidence for what's happening, it shouldn't be up to Kathleen Wynne to save us. And, mm-hmm. and this is the problem that I have now. So the U.S., if it is as bad as everyone on this call seems to think, they're going to find that out and, and correct course, but it'll take a couple of years to get there to that point of realization.
0: Well, we no, do I, know he I changes his
1: analysis. mind. I looked at the analysis of Mornos. Actually, unicorn
2: farts were not mentioned in the budget, but neither was NAFTA. So, you, the question I've got is: <laughs> I, I, Do you guys have any conception of reality here?
0: <laughs> yeah. Really? I know. Well, he does change his mind a lot. I'm hoping he'll change it by next week, and um, we'll see what happens. But it was not a good day.
2: Not a good week.
0: No. All right, guys, thank you.
2: Great talking to you, Alex. Thanks, Thanks, Andrew.
0: Bill Kelly, who you can catch on AM 900 CHML, he'll be doing this issue, you name it, a a lot, because it really does affect uh, Hamilton. Um, And, of course, you can catch Andrew Lawton on AM 980 CFPL.